Hey, nerds! It's Geeks of Cascadia. Geeks of Cascadia. Geeks of Cascadia. Exclusive tabletop game podcast for the uh, Pacific Northwest. All levels of gamers. Analog gaming. Tabletop news. Dungeons and Dragons. Stupid, mindless, bad. There will definitely be some. That, that's probably our best. That, that's, 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 our, that's our best feature. You are listening to the Geeks of Cascadia podcast. This podcast is brought to you by OrcaCon. This section of the podcast is brought to you by Around the Table, Linwood's premier game store and hangout for game lovers of all ages. Buy a game, play one of ours, or join us for a drink. Whichever you choose, you'll have a great time. Around the Table Game Pub. Now back to our show. Hey, Geeks! Blue Samurai here, and I am with... Rebeculous and Becca. and I am still Paul. Welcome to episode seventy-one of Geeks of Cascadia. Yay! Wow! Wow! Yes, wow. and I know. I can't believe I'm, people have listened to us for this long. Yes. Well, and I'm sorry to our our dedicated followers up there, but uh, you know we're we're really busy. We're essential. Tough. It's just tough. Yeah, it's tough. Um, hopefully, we can get back to normal when normal comes. I don't know when normal will come, sure, but yeah. one of these days. But we have a great show for you today. Uh, we, 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 do. we do. We do. We do. We're going we're to tell uh, the listeners what we've been doing uh, when we've been playing D&D online and give some hints and tips to all of you on how you can do it and maybe some options. That way you don't make the same mistakes that we made. And if you have specific questions that we do not address, you can email us at geeks of, geeks of, geeks of Cascadia at gmail.com, yes. or you can even call us, leave us a voicemail, 20861-GEEKS. Again, that is 20861-GEEKS. That's, so That's pretty easy school. to remember. Yes, wow. you, you can like also uh, get us on Facebook, at, uh, Geeks of Cascadia, and we have a Twitter as well. We do. And we have Instagram that we don't want to use. That's true. But that's okay. Um, Here, I'll so take a photo now. Do we, um, <laughs> I guess we should have discussed this uh, earlier, but we do have a, it's only five minutes, a Twilight, uh, Twilight 2000 old game of review from um, David. Oh, I thought you were talking about the vampire movies. The no. Twilight movies? No. Oh. Yeah. What are you talking about? It's, it's a, a role playing game. Uh, Twilight. Uh, Twilight 2000. Um, our good friend from uh, our good friend David from Alexandria RPG mm. uh, did a little segment there, and he sent it to us, and so we will uh, we'll have that. The Boba Fez. Boba Fez. That's right. That's right. I don't get that, but you don't get that. Well, he had a Fez, and okay, now I get it. There you go. We're done. <laughs> uh, hey, why don't we go right into the con news? What do you got for con news, Paul? Con news? Oh, by the way, we're having a pandemic. There you go. Stay home. That's, that's a big con. Wash your hands. Don't touch your face. Wear a mask. Yes, whatever you- con you have is either been canceled or turned online. So yes. you come up with like pandemic-con. If, if you want to go to a con, you should watch Star Trek II, The Wrath of Con. Because it's con. fantastic. Yes. Also, pay attention to orcacon.com.org. Excuse me, it's orcacon.org. It's not like I'm a board member or anything. Um, and I guess we're going to do some online stuff oh, for the go. people that love us. Yeah, we could so watch you, a bunch of James Con movies back to back, and that would be like a watch con. Them, what the Godfather and Misery. Right, yeah. Misery, yes, Misery. Yeah. Something else. Ooh. 
That's hard. And he's another thing. Yeah, that, that's yes. a harsh one. Yeah. Anyway. There's Madeline Kahn. She's in um, 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 Young Frankenstein. There's Didi Kahn. There's Kublai Khan. Kublai Khan, yes. Dude, perhaps the most important con of I mean, all. Well, definitely yeah, the most important con yes. ever because yes. his DNA is like a third of the population of the earth. It's a lie. He got, yeah, yeah, he got around. Con. I'm sorry, I'm not Kublai He's Khan. my daddy. Oh, sorry. <laughs> we're all right, done. Well, we're done, we're done news, Blue Samurai. Yeah. We're done. Yes, why don't we go into game news, uh, Rebeculous? What news. you got? And then uh, I got some stuff too. Okay, okay. You're going to have to have my back because as per usual, I did my hasty prep. For this, but we've got box of things that's coming out and yes, November 17th. But uh, kitty, kitty, three butts, come on now. Uh, but the good news, Blue Samurai, is that these are all kind of in your honor because these are all from Japan. Oh, wow, and yes, yes, that was it. Uh, so the first one that I just thought was cute as the Dickens, uh, is called Kabuto Sumo. Uh, it is a uh, you, you get to be a tough beetle with a bad attitude and force your opponents out of the ring in the disc pushing board game. It's a little disc pushing, but you can't see me doing it. You're pushing this disc. It. It's different. Yeah. It's different than a regular board game in that way. It's mm-hmm. kind of cute. Um, and let's see, that is from uh, Chad Deshaun uh, out of Lenexa, Kansas. And he it's very Japanese. Yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. He is. He's my cousin. Uh, so that's what I thought. I know. That's why I'm reviewing this game. Uh, the time and place is spring in Japan after the rhinoceros beetle. What's the Japanese word for rhinoceros beetle? Oh, that one. I don't Blue know. Samurai. Uh, you I don't just know were speaking Japanese to me before we started this. Uh, Kabutomushi is Japanese for helmet bug. See, Whoa. the more you know. Uh, so uh, the rhinoceros beetles have returned home from their travels now out in the wild you can find them butting heads to show off their wrestling skills and impress their insect friends Uh, and that's a real thing Um, so this is the origin of the phenomenal world insect wrestling championship in Kabuto Sumo you are one of the contending beetles battling for supremacy in the ring and your place in the pantheon of legendary wrestlers and uh, yeah that's about it it's super cool there is strategy to it of course um, you can kind of liken it to uh, when you're a kid. Do you ever uh, drop the quarters and hope you're in the little arcade game and the coin pusher arcade game machine and oh. hoped that it would, you know, hit the other coins and cascade them over the counter and never worked. But anyway, yeah. it's kind of like that, uh, but a modern version with really uh, adorable uh, wooden tokens and a really sexy looking board. Um, it is, uh, let's see, two to four players, only takes about 15 to 20 minutes. And, oh, they have a cost in here, 29 U.S. dollars. And it has already uh, met its goal because it looks so cool. There's 25 more days to go. And, of course, if you pledge, you know, uh, you get extra, you get extra stuff as always. Cool. Uh, so, cool. yeah, Kabuto Sumo. Um, cute, cute little board game. This next one here is called uh, Bistro Flip. Doesn't sound Japanese, does it? But it is. In fact, it's kind of a Japanese language learning game. Uh, they have cards in Japanese and English, so you're learning the language mm-hmm. as you play. Um, let's see here who this is by, so I can say that first. That is, uh, where is it? Where is it? Who made you? Banana Moon Studio. Banana Moon Studio. Uh, that is, it's again, another short game, 10 to 30 minutes, uh, two to six players. And you basically are making 
you have all these cards and you're making meals. Um, you, you have ingredients cards, chef cards, course cards, other components. Everything is in Japanese and English, which is super cool. Um, you, the diner requests a meal. You're going to write down what meal you want on this card. And then the chefs draft ingredient cards. And you have to pick wisely so you don't end up with ingredients that won't work. The chef cards are dealt at random. Uh, the chefs plan their meals. You select your ingredients. Uh, there's a time issue with this particular fa particular phase. Uh, you present the planned meal cards and explain the chosen dishes to appeal to the diner. The diner chooses the most enticing dish and awards the chef one star. And at the end, whichever chef has the most stars wins the game. So that's pretty cool. Bistro that's flip. Awesome. It does ah, look a, a, bit, a bit like recipe for disaster. Oh, oh, well maybe it is like that. Which I, you brought up a couple of episodes ago, but maybe it's different. Maybe these are just games I like. Yeah, I don't that, know. That, that sounds that's, fun. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds I like fun. it. Um, so they also have uh, met their pledge, but you get extras. Um, they have nine days to go on Kickstarter. And then this one, which is actually uh, out of uh, Singapore, but I figured, you know, I mean, hey, <laughs> sure. close enough, right? That's it's called Alien Puppies. <laughs> it's, I'm not racist. It's called Alien Puppies. And uh, as per my other picks, it's just so funny freaking cute and that's why i picked it um alien puppies be the first person to collect the all-powerful alien puppies to avoid bark mageddon in become the ultimate champion of the puppy universe it's a two to five player strategic and competitive card game adventure with cyberpunk puppies Ooh, who doesn't like cyberpunk wow. puppies oh my gosh it's adorable uh you have an action you have a draw and then you have a play just like a lot of other things. It's kind of a do what the card says kind of cool. thing. And like the characters are really cute. It looks like they're kind of uh, modeled after certain well-known movie sci-fi characters, but with puppies instead of humans. You can share that on the screen too, by the way, if you want to. I can? Yeah. Do I know how to do that? No, you got to remember this is mostly an audio podcast so you always gotta then why would i want to share it yeah. on the screen well if you want to if i want. don't even know how okay okay that the share? we don't want no one wants to listen to me figure that out okay we won't do that <laughs> next time next time by the way barkmageddon is what happens every time a ups truck drives down my street Mageddon. nice or when i come to your door or there yeah because my dogs hate um c-pops yeah you have big dogs <laughs> so, anyway those are those are my three picks all oh. out of Japan, except for the the cyberpunk puppies that is Singapore, not Japan. Singapore. Cool. All right. Well, cool. we've got uh, some more game news. We got Games Workshop. Is yes, this is great. I don't have to do this work anymore. You don't you? Don't so already right now. The Space Marines and Necrons are out right now at your. Uh, well, you can either order it or if your game store is actually open uh, and allow you to go in there, wear a mask. Um, and then in November, we've got um, the Death Watch coming as well as, well as Wolves of Furnace. Uh, the new rules are coming out for 40K. Uh, I don't know what edition it is. Probably the 20th edition. I don't know. They come out all the time. Um, but, but check that out. Um, it should be fun for you um, if you're into that War, Warhammer 40K. Uh, new games are updated released by One Page Rules. Um, on one Page Rules update. So there's going to be a ton of involved for starters. There's two new games from them. Arena, both Grimdark Future and Age of Fantasy, uh, but they've also got painting competition going on as well as some more models and more. 
But that is not as interesting as what's coming up next because I know if you love Star Wars, Fantasy Flight previews the V-Wing X-Wing, except for Rebeculous who hates Star, Star Wars. Um, don't know why you're in the show. I don't. I don't. So, it's a joke. No. Check that out. Oh, you've just lost 20. Oh, uh, crap. <laughs> Kidding. Uh, next part, if you're into Battlefront, uh, the new uh, Soviet aircraft is the IL-2. I cannot pronounce this. Shitmervuk Assault Company. So flames. that's with Flames of War. It's a World War II miniature game. Uh, check that out. That is out right now. Um, what else? We're going to skip this. Ooh, dice. Everyone oh, those are dice. pretty. That? that does look pretty. Ah. Friday snippets. Uh, I need more dice. Everyone needs more dice. Do you need Especially more dice, Especially since we're though? rolling virtually yeah. online now. Do you need more dice, though? He's on, like, Thor. I'm trying to get... So it looks like Kraken dice? New, uh, new Magna Flow dice set available from Kraken dice. So go to Kraken dice and order these... Um, just because uh, a lot of you listen to this and I watch it, they're kind of a orangey, translucent dice. They look kind of cool. God, I, I keep like trying it. to scroll down, but this is your screen. I know. Well, maybe next time. Frustrating. Uh, what do we got? We got a new Boma available on, to order from Forge World for Aeronautica Imperialis. If you play that game, which I do not, but some of you do, so check it out. Looks like what's a Boma? What is that? What is I don't know, but it looks pretty cool, though, doesn't it? It's a giant bomber. looks like a flying oh. bomber. Or yeah, I think that's wow. short for bomber yes. Okay. in the future. Is it short for it? Because it's really only one letter off. Well, it's the, okay. the Magna Bomber is the peak of orcish aeronautical engineering. So this is part of 40K, so uh, check that's that out. That's a lot of bombs. I don't think they use all the letters in 40K. Mm. I like the flames. It's always good to have flames on your Boma. <laughs> I Soul Raider say. coming to Kickstarter next year, so check that out. Soul Raiders, um, if you uh, ne- early next year, Arthur Mark Andre will be launching Kickstarter campaign for his new game. It's called Soul Wars, and it's a cooperative narrative experience. Head on over and sign up for updates and check out this new game. So wow. it's pretty cool. Why don't we do a Kickstarter? I guess we're not that good because we're lazy. We gotta have a game. Hey, do you guys like Street Masters? Kind of looks like a Street what, what Fighter that, what ripoff. What does that mean? I don't know. Tie of the Dragon coming to Indigo <laughs> next week. Tie of the Dragon is a stand, is a new standalone expansion to the acclaimed miniatures board game Street Masters from Blacklist Games. It includes 52 new figures, including four new fighters, each with their own fighting style deck, more tiles, more enemies, more stories. It's all in there. So if you love to do some street fighting and some role play. Say the word. Say the both. word. Kung Say Fu the fighting. No, the the long word, the indie word. Say it. Say it. What? What's that? Indiegogo. 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 Ah, I thought that'd be funnier than it was. Okay. Oh no, I'm sorry. All right, That's I'm gonna right. stop sharing now. So, I do have a game idea. Yes. That's a great game okay. idea. Do tell. It's called Adventures in Vending, where um, you draw cards to see whether um, someone is, whether the the person who stalks the vending machine has actually locked the vending machine. Or if there's actually something wrong with the vending machine. And, and then if there's something wrong with it, you call our friend character Barry? Yes, we could. Yeah. Well, no. We, 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 made, we made this game for one person only. <laughs> and there you go. we based it on his Facebook page. 
There you go. I don't know that we're going to get funded for that, man. Probably not. Well, so try. why don't we uh, go into... I think we should the, have a Geeks of Cascadia board game. So why don't we go into a quick, quick game review of a classic game called Twilight 2000. I played that back in the 80s, but it does making a comeback. It. it did do a Kickstarter just recently. I don't know the differences between the two, but let's check out what's going on there. Thank you, David, uh, with Alexandria RPG, our good friend who is uh, putting this together and sending it to us. So why don't we check that out right about now? Yes. This segment of the podcast is sponsored by Dragonflight, a tabletop games convention dedicated to promoting the educational and social benefits of gaming in the Pacific Northwest. Sign up now at dragonflight.org. Now back to our show. Hello, gamers. I'm your friendly chief librarian with Alexandria RPG. What are we going to talk about today? Well, how about Twilight 2000? This is the second edition of Twilight 2000 from uh, DDW. Uh, not GW, not Games Workshop, Game Designers Workshop. Uh, the original version of this was sold in 1984, and you portrayed a U.S. soldier... That was part of a infantry division. We were the last few soldiers from an infantry division in Poland at the end of World War III, or kind of during World War III. And through the campaign, you try to make your way back home. It's a wonderful little fun uh, post-apocalyptic game set in the year 2000. Uh, there was a ton of supplements that were released for it that allowed you to go to the UK, to the Middle East, and other nations. Um, I mean, your ultimate goal is to try to make it back to the U.S., where in the storyline, the government was now fractured. The second edition here came out in 1990. With that, it was not very well received shortly after it was released, because it released in 1990. And uh, what else happened in 1990? Journey reunified. Because the storyline in this, Germany invades Poland. So was was a really well-liked game at the time. It was kind of a you know, bad timing. So in 93, they did a version 2.2, where there was a Soviet um, coup, which prevented the USSR from falling and kept the Warsaw Pact nations together. And that led to the World War III, where the game continued on. And, I mean, it's it's a fun post-apocalyptic game. Cool thing about it is you are just a normal soldier. So it, it's one of those few games that, you know, you're not playing a super soldier or there's not magic in it. It's just soldiers and you go from kind of the normal soldier to uh, what might be uh, kind of something wild and crazy because your character develops over time. Uh, other cool things is you can be affected by uh, combat damage, radiation, and your age. So as you get older, if you play the game long enough, uh, you know, as you age up, you know, as we all get older, we get more broken. Uh, if you stay in an uh, area that was highly radiated, that's going to be an effect on you. So... This leads to all kinds of extra fun stuff. Well, fun, I don't know how much 
being irradiated or shot at is really that fun. But it leads to an interesting uh, setting because most post-apocalyptic settings uh, just devolve into mutants and monsters or straight-up Mad Max. This one is, you know, you start off as a normal soldier and you work your way through. So you're going to roll 2d6 minus 2 for six different stats. Strength, agility, constitution, charisma, intelligence, and education. Because we know education and intelligence are not necessarily the same thing. Or at least everybody that's been in the military will tell you that. <laughs> um, or, if you don't want to roll ice, you can get a pool and allocate points. So, this game can be a great romp into an alternate timeline. Uh, it can be very crunchy. Because you can, you know, like like I said, you can have effects based upon your age or the uh, or the amount of radiation you've been around. But you can also, if you've got a GM that's willing to really scale it back, you can have a little faster pace game and maybe tinker with it and run a campaign based on like Man of the High Castle, which is an alternate history book series, or run a game based in a uh, Red Dawn. Now, uh, the reason why I chose this is because uh, a Kickstarter just finished for the fourth edition of the game, and it was funded in about seven minutes, which is pretty nuts uh, for you know, what, what should be an obscure uh, 80s, 90s game. But there's enough people out there that really do love this game and have some very fond memories of it. So. Maybe go out and find a copy or borrow a copy and make some fond alternate history memories of your own. Thank you for this short bit of time. This is your Chief Library from Alexandria RPG, signing off. Why, thank you, David, for doing that. That is really cool. Yes. We're looking uh, for, forward to more of these that come uh, come to us, so thank you very much. And he he's doing his own Twitch thing, so check that out. Yeah. Um, but it's And if you want to support Alexandria RPG, you can go to Amazon.Smile and choose um, Alexandria RPG as your charity. So every time you make a purchase at Amazon, um, Alexandria RPG gets a little I didn't know you tiny could do donation. That. That's you pretty cool. That. Hey. You can do it for oh. lots of things, including yeah, Alexandria RPG. What about hmm, for Geeks of Cascadia? Yeah, we support us. That. No, we don't. Why? We should. I'm going to talk to Jeff. Bezos. When do you get? When do you do a Patreon? There we go. That's what we need. We I'll need talk it. to okay. him. Yes, we'll do a, a Patreon, but we have to give them something for that. What would we give them? Well, I still have some T-shirts. We got coffee mugs. We could do. Yeah, that's um, the physical things. Don't I really know work what we could well. do. We could do our actual games. We could record our actual games. We could listen to that. Yeah, because we're doing it online anyway. That's true. We they are. would have to be okay with swearing. Well, that's okay. Okay, sure. We'll, 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 we'll let, um, let's talk about that offline. Okay, we'll have to do that. So where we can swear. Speaking of online and playing D anD D, would you know? Would you like to know how to do that? I would love to know how to play we, D anD D. Do we know anyone who of, of, tell us about that? Yes, and uh, so we'll get to listen to uh, us, of course, because we're amazing. <laughs> and uh, Steve, our our 
our guest DM expert. Who is super amazing all the time. And, uh, we, we look into uh, some options for you, uh, Zoom, Google Meets, and Discord cool. as a kind of a meeting place. And then, of course, Boundary Forge. Yeah. virtual tabletop of, uh, for, yeah, Forge and uh, Roll20. And the cheap version, PowerPoint. So no. uh, <laughs> check no. that out. Don't. don't do what? What? Nothing. No, you're it's good. Fine. You didn't it's like fine. my PowerPoint? Yeah. I loved your PowerPoint. It it's just great. a lot of work. No, that is a lot of work. It is. Yeah. You're absolutely right. All right. So let's check that out right about now. This part of the episode is brought to you by Games Plus. From board games to role-playing games to miniatures, we have something for the whole family. Come to Games Plus in Lake Stevens, Washington. Now back to our show. Hey geeks! Uh, welcome to Behind the DM Screen. I am with my co- my two co-hosts. Hi, I'm Rebeculous. I'm still Paul. And of course, we got our reoccurring guest, uh, Steve. How's it going? I am doing well. Thank you for having me on your thing that you do. Thanks yes. for coming. <laughs> yes, you are you you are our DM expert. You are D and D professor. So thank you for coming. Okay. He's my, he's yes. my favorite. I've, I've learned he's my so favorite. much from you, I yeah. cannot tell you. Mm-hmm. So obviously, you know, we're doing this show and our subject is uh, playing D&D online. And yes, it's been kind of late. If you haven't figured it out by now, where have you been, right? Why are we playing online again? Um, mostly because of Bob here. Hey, Bob. Oh, Bob, Bob says hi. Okay. <laughs> hi, hi, Bob. So, of course, if you live in countries that actually recognize that COVID is a problem, you might already be open and you might you be might. actually playing right now. I don't know. <laughs> we don't. But, you know, these, uh, but you can still do this when COVID is well, yeah. over in, anyway. You know, you, got, you might have friends that are far apart. I, I imagine, um, Steve, your Thursday night game, you'll probably still Thursday have to Thursday night yes. is, is the best We night. started so that. Awesome. Yes, it is. I, I, I can't give up my Thursday now because it's so much better than Monday. Yes. I mean, right. I'll probably still play it. Wow. <laughs> but we actually started the Thursday night just to get our friend Nathan, who's in Spokane, which is hundreds and hundreds of miles away, involved yes. again. Yes, yes. And he's really enjoying it. Yeah. Well, what we'd like to do is kind of give you a few options. We're not going to go through them all because we didn't play them all. So you'll get a firsthand account of how um, we've um, – play D&D online and so we'll start off a little bit with uh, uh, we did it with Zoom and PowerPoint and um, then we've used Discord we've used it's called the Forge I believe uh, well it's the Foundry is a virtual tabletop the Forge is a hosting service it's not really that complicated but oh, well, there you go. <laughs> it is a little confusing there you go mm. and we have used Roll20 as well Yes. And uh, Steve will talk a little bit about that. But we've all, at least three of us here, have uh, DM'd online, and Rebeculus is looking forward to DMing us online soon with the Sentinel. Yeah, right? Isn't that right, Rebeculus? Well, now that I know that these things are, are easier mm-hmm. the more I play them, I am less intimidated about doing it. Well, good. Good. Well, one thing that we've all discovered when playing this is uh, the, th- the common thread through all this is you, you probably got to have D&D Beyond. Now, 
for some of you out there that are, you know, maybe high school students or college students, or you're just poor, you don't want to spend the money. I, we totally understand. There is a free option to D&D Beyond, but ultimately probably someone has to be the DM and might have to uh, cough up the few bucks. But the great thing about um, when you have a party playing D, uh, D&D, you can probably pull your resources. Yeah. Uh, D&D Beyond does have a basic set um, already on it, but if you want to get kind of outside of that, doing other uh, classes and subclasses, or sorry, other subclasses, outside of the basic rules, then you are going to have to purchase some of the books. But again, you could pull your resources on that. Um, or you can just use D&D Beyond to keep track of your current character. It is something that we've all used. Oh, and yeah. I, even the months that we've been doing it is evolved actually quite a bit. Um, and Steve, I think uh, it's it's integrated with uh, Roll20 and... Um, the foundry, the right? forge. Yeah. Um, so you don't both uh, roll 20 and uh, foundry have their own. You can, uh, you can play without D and D beyond on there uh, and they'll handle all the character type of stuff uh, with roll 20. You have to actually buy the stuff on roll 20. So it's not like it saves you that much money. If you really want to uh, do it on there, uh, Forge, well, Foundry, uh, the system is free with all the, the normal stuff you would get, like the basic rules. Uh, anything else you would have to put into it yourself. So, you know, the one shortcut is you can play native D&D on Foundry, importing from D&D Beyond, but, mm-hmm. you know, you might as well just use it to play it then if you're already doing it that way. So not necessary, but you know, it's a, it's a huge, uh, savings to your, your efforts. Right. I mean, you could potentially do pen and paper, uh, um, if you want to, except your each player is going to have to keep track on their own. Uh, maybe you send something to, to the DM via, you know, email or something like that. Um, for example, uh, I, I do play in one campaign where um, a lot of it is done kind of pen and paper, keeping track on your own. So what I've done is give you an example. If you look at, hopefully it's recording, you should see, everyone sees it, it says Blue Samurai. We roll for initiative. You put the initiative there, the uh, armor class and the hit points so that everyone can see it and know where you're going um, in terms of initiative order. So I've seen that done. Um, of course, the other the other items out there um, keep track of your initiative and you don't have to do that, but, uh, yeah, but it is. And really, I think it all comes down to, I mean, you can play very loosey goosey, like normal where everybody just kind of knows everything. And you even can roll your own dice if you trust each other and all that and play just like normal. Right. Uh, you don't need any mechanical or, you know, uh, systems or whatever to track all this stuff. I mean, just like you don't at the table. Uh, But being, you know, separated from each other, especially things like dice rolling and then, well, what are your modifiers? What type of role you're making all this? I mean, Uh, some of these things can come in to really help out. And the, some of the, the, um, the stuff out there like discord and zoom, there are free options. Um, You are limited in sometimes time on some of these things. Uh, Microsoft teams is one. I have not played teams on um, 
for a campaign yet, but that is an option. And you're right, Steve, you can do, uh, I mean, back in the old days, really, you just had a, this kind of um, all using your imagination. Sometimes you didn't have maps, you didn't have miniatures. Yeah. Uh, and so it is possible. Uh, the other thing that we like to do is, you know, use, you can go back on some of our, our episodes where we use kind of social media and, and Google and all that to um, keep track of our games and everything. And I'll show you, I'm going to put up a, a screen if I can find it here. Uh, here's a party treasure trove. Uh, an example of what we do here. Um, see, see. Example of what you do because <laughs> you love that type of stuff. Yes. I actually, I have. Uh, there's some folks at Wizards that actually use this now, so it's pretty cool. It uh, keeps track of everything in there. That way, uh, you know, you because sometimes you forget or no one writes it down. No one wants to write it down. the The worst thing is the um, the party secretary, as I call it, who records everything. Uh, so Paul, did, I, didn't you used to do that, Paul? Didn't you used I to write did, everything but down that, for it, us? It became not fun. Did did nobody claim the ornate breastplate with nipples? No, <laughs> <laughs> no, that is still that is still there. <laughs> I would like that for my personal person. Yes, oh, that's funny. Um, but also, you can um, you can keep journals up there. Someone who is a, who's very good at keeping track of what's going on the part. Uh, campaign can put stuff there steve you put stuff uh, i think on previous campaigns so and that's a yeah. free option so using uh google drive is is certainly everybody can use uh to benefit your game but let's go into some of the some of the things that we've used to play so i'm going to talk a little bit about zoom hey, can i can i say yeah. something oh about yeah go ahead D beyond though real sure. quick because yeah you know i'm still i'm much newer than all you guys uh, i guess at playing this but yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. I kind of likened D and D Beyond to when bowling scoring became automatic. Right. That's perfect. That's perfect. <laughs> Learning how to do it, and, and I was really happy to have this thing that kind of did it for me because I would get kind of stuck with you know what uh, you so know the ability scores and things like that. Mm -hmm. Hey, but oh, um, hello. So I'm glad that it does it for me, but uh, although it doesn't do anything as everything, as we see, you can add as many daggers as you want, even though you're not supposed <laughs> to. Add anything. But I, I like it. I like it more than I don't like it, but I didn't really master or even get comfortable with the pencil and paper version before we started using D and D beyond. And I know I can still use pencil and paper, but I don't want to now. Right. And, <laughs> but, and, and here's an example. Here's storm Lord's so it's good, wrath. But it kind of it enables people in a way you know hey look at that awesome character Winko <clears throat> WYSIWYG who's that yes. what a cool a looking character I mean it is nice where I, can just, wow. I can just yeah, click on to. this and I can just do my die rolls with Elkabong and then what is your intelligence you know, do an attack what does Elkabong mean again Ooh, crit right there Look at that. Oh, it's nice that, that you, when we're actually nice playing. Can we play this, that? Yeah, as an does that count? That doesn't okay. count. That doesn't oh, count. Come on. Sorry. And then my damage. So Which is zero yeah, because it, it is. I, I, I tell you what, D&D Beyond is really, for us, because we started off just using pen and paper uh, for a while, and then we went to D&D Beyond. It's, I think it's really helped. So. Oh, yeah. It's, cool. it's nice. I'm so lazy now. It is pretty cool. But... Um, since this COVID stuff, we've been having to go away from around the table and going online. We first started off with Zoom. Ooh, around the table. Around the table, which we are recording right now was using Zoom. And what 
I didn't have, nor did I understand any of like fantasy grounds or rule 20 or any of that stuff. So I just used PowerPoint. So I'm going to give, I'm going to show our folks out there what we kind of did and what you can do because power, the great thing about PowerPoint is uh, most people have it. Uh, sometimes you don't, and that's what makes it expensive. But on most people do, do have it. Steve doesn't have it. I used it in college. Yeah, you used in college. And the bad, also the bad thing about it is you do have to make everything. Literally everything. Oh. The tokens, the monsters, the maps, uh, and everything. So I'm going to show an example here of what we did. Um, so you can see here, I just took... Um, this map in the background here, um, which I am moving it. That is, by the way, from um, the first uh, water edition deep, of what? Waterdeep Dragon Heist. Hey, there's Blinky. Yes, Blinky's right there. Waterdeep Dragon Heist. So I just took a, I just took a screenshot of it, sized it up. I made these tokens that you see here, moving Theron around. That's Paul's character. Shaniqua's right here. Um, and again, this is all I used. But the one of the downside is the DM has to move everything. So it's not like Roll20 where you can move your own. Um, I I have kind of these special effects. So if, um, you know, if Aelin here fires, a, you know, I don't know, some Eldritch Blast, I can just put it in there. It's kind of cheesy. Purple, purple it kind of sucks. But, it um, hey, it gets it, – it, the visual it, the visual is enough to tell you the story. <laughs> Oh yeah, it's it's it's, it's still D and D. Yeah, it's still D and D. Oh yeah. Uh, and then the thing about Zoom, though, you can go in. I don't know if one of you could do it, but go into the. You can go and above there. It should say annotate. So, players. So let's say it's Theron's turn. And I don't know if you can go to annotate and go, hey Theron, why don't you put a box to where you want to go. Um, or a little X or whatever. Hey, Theron, why don't you draw a large penis over his uh, <laughs> yes. battlefield? That also happens too. Animates? Please do not do that here. Yeah, you just go to, you put your um, arrow all the way to the top. The ladies. Just annotate. Just happens with the guys. Click on annotate. That's a guy thing. And then you, you can pick draw. Or oh, annotate. Yeah. Annotate? Where is it? So I can draw. Yep. So you did a little circle there so I can like. Are you yeah, trying to? Yeah. Okay. All right. That's nice. There move, it is. Move, that's, move a little, there. that's a little longer. And the other, the other thing is, you, again, you have to make every single screen, which is basically what I did. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you can also erase. So your dick and balls carries. Yeah, you erase my dick and balls. Screen. That's right. Okay. So that's a benefit to that. Yes, that's a benefit. You can have great laughs from it. So <laughs> anyway, um, again, it's a, it's a, it is a cheap option for you to use. Um, yeah. It does take a lot of work. Um, and uh, you're going to have to move all the characters. But, you know, again, D&D is about kind of imagination anyway. Well, yeah, you can play D&D on a conference call. Yeah. You don't yeah. need yeah. the visual aspect at all. We used to play D and D over the phone when there were cords on the phones. And wow! I think that is super cool. Wow! I've like never that. played D and D on the phone before, ever. Yeah. 
Um, it's, 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 well, it's one you were actually nine seven six D and D. You were on, <laughs> you were on speakerphone to us one time when you were away. And we yeah, were and you uh, had that just so put you, you in the middle true. of the room, and that's true. Yeah. I don't remember doing that back in the eighties or nineties, but it can be done. You're right, absolutely. So anyway, that that was kind of how we we did it. I don't know what you guys thought about. I think that's how we first got into it, right? Um, I I kind of took the initiative and put something together, and then Steve that's is always good at improving on everything. So yeah, I don't recall those maps. Well, yeah, and I think actually. Our first ones we had, we were using Google Meets, which is, again, yeah, the same right, thing. Right. It's just, mm-hmm. and I actually had in my uh, my uh, dining room table, I had the, uh, the oh. map out. That's right. And I was moving miniatures on, yeah. and I had the, yeah, the phone was mounted up where it could see the map, and I'd, like, ask you, where do you want to move and move around. That so that was our true. first. Which again, you can totally do. I mean, oh, why yeah. not? Right. If you it like works. that type of thing, it was fun. Right. Um, I do miss. I do miss your actual drawings and moving the minis. <laughs> I miss that, and I miss when you would go digging them. into your digging into your case of minis, and we're like, "Oh shit, what's <laughs> what's coming?" Yes. Yeah. That, but um, I have a question that might be uh-huh. a segue, but um, I'm still confused because we didn't use it that long. Why Discord? is there or needed i mean i feel like oh, what we echo. use oh we're gonna yeah there the was an echo. it's the echo okay. yeah yeah which, oh. uh, which I'm, I'm pretty sure is doug um oh. there's an echo so <laughs> he he hates to admit that but yeah oh that was that was <laughs> the reason there's we we use discord on the thursday night sessions and there's zero echo there's no problem on thursday <gasps> there's no problem <laughs> or it could be steve and i since we're not no, invited to so. the thursdays so <laughs> you never know but so Doug's, yeah, that's a Doug's the professional, so we blame him. So Steve, that was a that's a good example of super low tech, where you're just using you know Google Meets. Uh, is it called Google Meets? I can't remember. Yeah, it's that. it's called Meets again. It's just like uh-huh. Zoom. It's any of these or right. you know, and, and you were video conferencing. And, yeah, and you were literally taking a picture of the actual um, layout, the, the the map. Yeah, I just had the battle map and out, and I draw on yeah. it, and I move mansions around, and I had the the. Uh, my phone was actually in a uh, car mount that was taped to a large box to get it up <laughs> to the right height, looking down on the map. That's <laughs> So do you, do you like, Steve, do you like the, the setup we're using now, or do you miss the drawing and the... Um, I like them both. The new setups with, uh, like, Roll20 and mostly Founder is now what I'm using... Oh no! Oh, oh no! We lost. That's how well, emotional well, I will he continue. Feels. Yes, with um, Foundry and Forge. Yes, I like Foundry and Forge. Foundry is where you make things, and Forge is where you play. Um, the so Forge. And Steve's back. Oh, Steve, I'm, I'm back there. <laughs> I I totally told you all about it, and there's a test later. So hopefully you were listening. Great. I wrote everything um, down. No, I, I I like the new stuff. I'm going to keep doing that on Thursdays, so I get to play with you know friends away and enjoy that type of thing. But I really can't wait till we can get back and play in person because right. I love that type. And of thing it's also. it's so much less prep to play in person. 
Yeah. Yes. You just draw for a second and a half. Right. And like, here's your here's the cave yeah. that you're in. It, scribble, scribble, scribble. Except Steve <laughs> has way is way better at the drawing than yeah, Paul or I. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. 100%. <laughs> yes. Gosh, Blue Samurai, your drawings. Oh, and were, I have to rely, well, on, and Steve, have to rely right. on Steve's miniatures. Because <laughs> yeah. the, the nice thing about it, too, is you don't even have to have known they were going to be there at a time. You can be, oh, I need to, I need. To, I guess they're going to fight here. I didn't expect it. Or exactly. I need to stall for time, so I'm going to make up an encounter real quick that I had no idea was going to happen. And you can just bluff your way through it. No, I'll draw, I guess, this yeah. little little haunted temple. Sure. Yeah, why not? Exactly. Just make it up as I'm make it up as the the pen is going around drawing on the map, and you can't really do that. Well, you can do it online. You just can't do it the same. Well, right. Last you Monday, can't, uh, you can't present them that map. Yeah, I had to say, I'm sorry, I'm not prepared for that, and I felt like a crappy DM because I said I I, I can't do that right now um, because and the DMs are stuff. going. Are you prepared for anything? That's strange. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we never are. So, yeah, Paul, you uh, go into the how the, the foundry works and everything. And Well, the foundry, it's, it's really kind of cool. Um, you do have to buy the software, which is about 50 bucks, as I recall. Yes. Um, yes. But it's, it's one time. And then when you're the, the cost for DMing is like four forty nine a month, which seems very reasonable to me. Um, and then all the players can log in for free via the forge. And I'm going to put some screenshots up here of some things. Um, Sure. What in what order? Um, so players, <laughs> then you, just, you click stuff, and then the players are in, and everybody's playing. Um, but communicating, you need a separate service to talk. If you wish to talk, you don't technically need one. I think it actually has its own, at least audio chat, maybe video chat built Does in. It? Okay. Um, I believe it does. I've just never used it. Okay. Um, just because we've been using Discord. Um, and one thing for me that I found helps is running uh, my video chat on one, this bit like little Chromebook, and then the uh, virtual tabletop on a different computer like my oh, laptop. Okay. Those are two really uh, kind of... Uh, you know, CPU intensive tasks. So uh, having them on separate machines makes life much easier. Okay. So I do Zoom. Yeah. I do, I do everything from my laptop. I've got a gaming laptop. It's supposed to grind things and it seems to do okay. Um, I, um, I use Zoom for the talking bit and I use, then I use um, um, the Forge. Um, VTT um, for the gaming bit, and it's it's absolutely great. Um, what's really cool about I guess Roll Twenty does as well, um, but it wasn't as fun for some reason. Mm -hmm. um, and Paul, do you, well, are, are all the so there? Oh, I'm sorry. Roll Twenty, yeah, Roll Twenty and the Foundry are essentially the same thing. They cover the same space. They have the same basic type of functionalities. Uh, the differences tend to be Roll20, uh, which you can play totally for free. 
uh, and it's hosted, you just don't get much space to work with. Um, and it's a bit older. There's uh, some of the things like the dynamic lighting for if you're walking through, you know, a dungeon and you want, you know, aren't as good on Roll20, they're better on the Foundry. Uh, the other big thing the Foundry has going for it is uh, the it's open to mod, whereas Roll20, you have to pay monthly for access to APIs to do modding. And there's like hundreds and hundreds of mods just to make your life a little bit easier on each one. Oh, uh, mod. I thought you were no. saying mod. Okay, I got so it. For like when, mod. When, I was yeah. doing the, when I was doing the PowerPoint, literally I had to like, I had to find images everywhere on the internet, shrink them down, make them into circles so I could make them into tokens. Dude, no I, one wants to, to do all that work. I had to make all you. that stuff, but, yeah. but you didn't have to do that, right? For you guys. Uh, you guys oh, yeah. With, with, with um, the Foundry, um, it's really pretty easy because I, so I went on D&D Beyond, I searched Gladiator, and there was no good picture. As you guys know, I went, I went on um, Google and I searched gladiator and there was one good picture. It was Russell Crowe. So I used Russell Crowe as a token to represent a bad guy who had gladiator stats on um, the foundry. And so (laughs) I used Russell Crowe for everything, but because I think it's hilarious, but um, yeah, creating tokens is really, really easy. Yeah, and the founder. And you, you can well for that. It's the same for any of them, really, because uh, the same tokens used in the foundry, you can use the, the exact same ones in roll twenty or any okay. others. You should make sure um, to use Russell. And there's the time you have a kinku character. There's also there's this huge oh. cottage industry of making tokens and battle maps for these VTTs. If you look around, uh, there's a lot of Patreons. A lot of time, if you join somebody's Patreon, you can. Or you know, giving them a little bit of money every month, get a ton of this content. So you don't have to make it. You can uh, mm-hmm. you can pretty much just download it and and use it. Yeah, there's uh, there's the town of Fendlin that we uh, that yeah. we yes that we saved. I mean, no. yeah, you, kind you're, of. You're, not really. You're not the heroes of Fendlin. You're the heroes of Leilon. Yes. But here's an example of what we kind of use, and you can kind of see that. uh, uh, I mean, this map was already in there, um, Paul, or did you have to like upload it? um, I have purchased that adventure on D&D Beyond, so I was able to download that into um, the Foundry and then try to make a battle map out of that. Uh. Um, There's other battle maps I'm going to shoot in here when we're talking about it. Um, like there was a, a, a brawl in an alley, um, mm-hmm. and there's the town of Leylon. Yeah, and there's as a couple more options. I, like I said, the, the the internet is awash with this stuff. Uh, if you go on Reddit to some of the subreddits, like uh, Battle Maps, D and D Maps, uh, Roll Twenty or Foundry, uh, there's tons of battle maps that people just make and put out there. And I normally go through like once or twice a week and just kind of go, oh, I'm going to go see what's in this and anything that looks cool. And maybe I'll use it one day. I just download it and have it cool. ready for, oh, I need to fight in a swamp. Okay. Well, 
let me go to my swamp folder and grab one of yeah. those. So. He, he's way more um, ambitious than I am. I'm just very right. lazy. Got <laughs> on that for everything. Oh, look, yeah. here's this green area that you're <laughs> you're fighting and, in. And really, this does it swamp. only does it really take just one person to go ahead and pay the the fifty four dollars, and then everyone else can do it for free? Yes. Uh, the when you buy it, you have a license to uh, run the server uh, anytime you want, um, but only one person can use that license at a time. And it's even though you know whoever's running it, the DM is generally going to run the server uh, either from their own desktop or from a hosting service like the Forge, or you can uh, you can host on there's you know information how to host off of uh, you know out of the cloud like an Amazon or whatever. Um, but only it can only be running from one person's. This server can only be running from one person at a time. Anybody else connects free. It doesn't care how many people are hooked up to it. Yeah. Right. So, um, Paul, good, bad. What What do you? Uh, uh, I love the forge. Um, I love making my own tokens for the forge. Um, I wish I had more time to do yeah. better. But it's like I get home from work and it's like oh, we've got. D and D in two days, and I've got three hours. And I got to make dinner, and so I was like, um, "You actually do great. You're the only one who feels the need to apologize." I think <laughs> I don't even I know that anything's missing. So, no, I, you do great. So shut uh, up. You do. It's like if um, there's a, a decent picture of the of the bad guy on D and D Beyond, I use that. Um, if there's not, then I go to the internet and I make some weird shit up like Russell Crowe. There you go. <laughs> so moving on to um, Steve. Uh, I have a couple oh, yeah, more go ahead. things I want, I want to talk about sure. with, um, just running the, these things. Like, mm -hmm. They are connected to the Forge or probably Roll20 as well. So you just go... So if you're, if you're playing on, on D&D Beyond and you're DMing, and let's say you're running a troll, they've got three attacks. They've got a bite and two claw attacks, right? So when you're attacking, you just click the button on D&D um, &D Beyond for the, for the bite attack, and then it populates into the four. Yeah, that's the Beyond 20 browser extension, which yes. is made to work. It works with... Roll20, it works with the Foundry, and it might work with one more, I'm not sure. Um, but it lets you essentially, you, it injects little roll buttons into D&D Beyond, uh, the character sheets, uh, the monster stat blocks, and all this. And it lets you just, oh, I need to make a uh, animal handling check. So you go right. click on animal handling in your D&D Beyond, and it tells goes into the browser to whatever session you're in like say in the foundry and makes that roll into the chat interface there and it's so, so easy to use even i can figure out how to roll with advantage great. or roll yes. with disadvantage or whatever so, so if your troll yeah has to it's make beautiful wisdom, if your troll has to make a wisdom check which never seems to work out um, you just click wisdom, <laughs> wisdom die, and then it rolls an 18 and then it passes this check. Yeah. For some reason. Right. Yeah. It, 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 the nice thing is it's just stupidly simple. 
Yeah. And it just makes it makes it easy, makes a whole bunch of stuff that normally would be hard into just the simplest thing. Just keep playing with your D&D Beyond character sheet yes. and yeah. click these things and tell me what you do and the results will show up. It's it's a bunch of stuff you just don't have to think about. You just play. So what's the downside of uh, the Foundry? You Are there any downsides that you felt, Paul? Well, for me, it's like I, I'm on a different screen than the players are. I'm busy doing stuff, and I can't see what you guys are rolling. And so I have to click, I, I have to click back and forth a lot to manage what the monsters are doing and look at the map and see where people are, and then I need to see where you, what, what you guys are doing and what you're rolling. That's a little bit complicated for me, and it slows the game down a little bit. Because are you, are you using D&D Beyond's Encounter Builder? Is that what you're doing? In well, that? I do that sometimes, but you guys are so good that I need to... Um, I need to you guys are really good at playing Dungeons & Dragons, I have to say. And that's really irritating. <laughs> so screw you guys. But, uh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think... Um, I find I tried to I, I, like like last Monday. I just added more monsters and it didn't help. So we'll see what happens next Monday. I, well, I it helped us. It was funner. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> it, it almost seems like for a DM, you have to have multiple laptops or you have multiple devices. It, yes, it kind of helps because um, you can go back and forth and. You, you can have to bounce around between a lot of things. But, I mean, that's not really, I mean, that much different than normal DMing because whenever I've been at the table with a, my DM screen up, I'd never have enough room behind the DM screen. All right. Um, especially before I started using a laptop because I, I shunned all electrical devices at the table for a long, long time until yes. recently. And I'd have, like, you know, well, I've got this adventure here, and I need this. Uh, it's here's the page with the encounter, and that like, I have this page where one of the monsters is, and one of the other monsters is over here in the monster manual on that page, and and you oh, know, yeah, whatever the fiend fully over here for another one. It's like, oh my god, yeah. So, yeah. so since uh, we're done with it, and um, um, Stormlord's Wrath, the Mayor of Dead Men, um, depending on what I roll for your encounter, you could face seven different in- encounters. So I have yeah. uh, like, like 20 different tabs open on my screen. Yeah. It's a little bit complicated. Yeah. So Steve, why don't we go into uh, Discord and Rule 20 and, and what your experiences of that are? Well, we started with Rule 20. That was our first kind of virtual tabletop. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, it was fine. I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Uh, I prefer now the uh, Foundry, but it's perfectly fine, especially because we started for free. Uh, And again, this is only, say, the DM that has to pay. Everybody else can play for free, which is nice. It's self-hosting, so you don't have to worry about any of that stuff. It's just uh, at the free tier, you know, you don't have much space, this, this type of stuff. Um, I ended up uh, paying the, the middle tier. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's older software. A, th- a big thing that got me to switch was their dynamic lighting and all that was just not very good in Roll20. Um, 
again, we, we didn't use any of the, uh, I didn't buy any of the D&D add-ons for Rule 20 because we just used uh, 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 Beyond 20, so we're using D&D Beyond and, and just using it that way. Uh, so I wasn't too attached to it. And we did that for a while, and it was, it was fine. Uh, there was some weird quirks I didn't like. And really, I saw Foundry and thought, well, let me, let me try this. And it's just tighter software uh, with a lot more uh, open access for third parties to write macros and, and modules and things for it for lots of little just quality of life improvements. Plus the, the, uh, the dynamic lighting uh, was just so much better. So it looks like, to do. It, it looks like kind of like with the, with um, Foundry that you just need to do the 49, 99. Well, this is and everyone else can be free. Yeah. And, and really that's saying per year. So you're really into it for like four bucks a month or eight bucks a month, depending on, how much storage you want, how much access to the API you want, and things like right. that. And that's for um, um, roll twenty. That's for roll twenty. Yes. Roll twenty. And that's Founder, that's every month. you pay once. Yes. Yes. So what Steve, what about the um and you and Paul, maybe you did a little bit of roll twenty. I don't know if you dipped into that or not, but I think what gets people is how complicated it is. Like is it how complicated is trying to set up your own uh, adventure with uh, these two? So, yeah, with and, and Foundry and Roll20 basically are, other than little small things, they're essentially the same type of product. Um, and it, it's not too difficult. Uh, the big thing is you break things into scenes, um, which a scene essentially being a map and then you'll probably have tokens for monsters on it and all of this. Um, there's, I've been finding it when I first started doing it, I started making tons and tons of stuff. I made like all the NPCs, I would have them in there and have a token assigned to them and have their stats and all this stuff and journal entries for things to show the players and all of this stuff. And I did a ton of that cause it was a lot of fun and maps, you know, all over the place and, and, uh, as we got into it, I've calmed down on that a lot. Uh, so I found a lot of that is stuff that's neat, but you don't really have to do if you don't want to take the time to do it. The main things you, you get into getting good at setting up a map, because that's kind of the basis of the, the tabletop. Um, I use, again, I either pull stuff off the internet I will edit stuff with the GIMP, which is kind of like a Photoshop type of software. Uh, and there are several kind of tasks like uh, resizing it to fit a grid or all sorts of things like that um, that I've kind of gotten good at doing very quickly. Uh, they're kind of some of the main ones you need to do. And then I use also, I will make maps with, uh, what is that? Uh, <laughs> uh, Dungeon Draft, uh, which is, uh, I think it's $30. It's a, dungeon, it's a battle map making software that's easy and quick uh, and makes good maps. 
Um, so I'll throw stuff together for that. Um, I've cut my prep time down a lot. And, and now instead of kind of uh, uh, doing stuff in like in journal entries, I can pop up and all this. I just throw stuff onto the discord and say, Hey, this guy's journal is on the discord. Now go read it yourself. That's cool. I um, am way lazier than that. I just um, run a, a, a wizard's campaign and I, I download the adventure from the, the adventure map or whatever map it is for the area uh, into the, the forge. And then I try to get the squares the same size. And if it lets me, I do that. That's the if tricky it, bit. Yes, if it, if it doesn't let me, because um, a lot of the maps from D&D Beyond have squares smaller than 50 pixels. Yeah. Um, and the, the forge only goes down to 50 pixels. So that's why you guys will find yourself standing in a wall once in a while. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and like I said, with, with the GIMP, uh, one of the things I've gotten good at is resizing, figuring out what the actual, because a lot of times you'll even find a map, you have no idea what the pixel count is on the grid. So kind of doing all that type of stuff, you can get fairly good and have that not take too much time. Sounds kind of mean. The GIMP? What are you talking about? The GIMP? Yeah, it's just the name of the software. It's, it it's, okay, it's, like, it's like Photoshop. It's a lot, but it's free. Yeah. We, did, we didn't it's, name the software. Steve didn't name the software. Uh, the I was just called. checking. I didn't know if it was some. Yeah. So I but it is it. is super powerful and super <laughs> useful, and it's super free. So those would, things work pretty well for me. Yeah, I would love to be able to kind of level up my my DMing by using one of those services that you guys do. But geez, we would too. Right now, I'm like I'm, yeah, still, no. I'm still <laughs> sticking to uh, PowerPoint though. That's that's my thing, but. Uh, and I noticed I was Googling a, a dungeon draft and I, uh, I checked that out a little bit. It seems interesting. Yeah, it's actually pretty well. I've tried a few different kinds. Um, Is this it? Yeah. Yeah, that that's yet. it. Um, and that's the kind of maps it can make. Um, to make a map like that probably takes a bit of uh, know-how and some experience. But you can make reasonably good-looking maps very quickly you know right off the bat it's actually it's fairly intuitive software it's pretty powerful um and this all actually sounds less intimidating than being a dm with the paper yeah. in, in person doing the maps i don't know yeah, uh, yeah i don't know it's, it's so much easier to being in person because you just draw with a pen on a i know pen. but steve <laughs> said he did so much more prep when you're in person and i'm like you Polly. i'm just lazy i don't know if i can handle all that homework beforehand <laughs> so maybe maybe this is the way to go if i steve, ever dm steve you want to talk a little bit about discord um and yeah it's a. Uh, so the big thing, so you have your your kind of teleconferencing software. I mean, we, we're using Zoom. Uh, Google Meets is the exact same type of thing and, and all these. Uh, Discord is neat in that you set up servers. So you can have a server that has chat and you can create different channels. It's all persistent. Uh, you can do uh, audio chat. Um, in different channels, you can do video chat. Uh, so it's nice in that it's a persistent place. I don't have to go in and start up a meeting and let yeah. everybody in. It just, it's there. It's there 24 seven. 
um, we everybody just knows to show up, you know, Thursday night at six o'clock in the game chat channel. Yes. Uh, it's also you can you can do you know chat in different channels for the different campaigns. I have uh, I have a uh, you can upload files, so I have a, a yeah, a couple different channels for like the salt marsh campaign we're doing for here's where I put the journal entries. Here's where I put background lore, like PDFs I make of everybody, you know, some of the players are not familiar with Greyhawk. So sometimes I'll like, Oh, here's this, here's Keel and the, the country you're in, you know, and make up a little PDF of that. And I drop it into the discord and they can go and read it. Uh, people can talk, you know, back and forth. Um, There's some. And it's, it's, it's nice in that it's kind of a persistent, always-on environment. And you do video chat. The video chat I found is really good. Um, yes, agreed. Yeah. I, prefer, I prefer Discord to Zoom. Zoom feels like a meeting. Discord feels like fun. <laughs> well, yeah. well played, well played. Yeah, I'm um, saying. <laughs> Well, I, I would love to do in Discord, but for whatever reason, it there's that echo. Somebody there's that echo. is as yeah, yeah. bad sound system. It doesn't, it doesn't happen in Zoom, so that's what we're right. doing on Mondays. Do you? Uh, so, Rebecca, you you have played in all of these. What what do you think uh, as a player? Which one do you? What do you prefer? Or does it, most, or does it really matter? Are you just there. Which one to, is most user friendly to someone of my level? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Um, or to your tech support person yes. or to my <laughs> yes. lovely tech support person. Um, <laughs> well, of course she handles all the computer glitches, but that has nothing to do with these formats or whatever. Um, I, uh, discord, maybe I, I just didn't have enough experience with it. I found it a little screwy when I, I think I got in the wrong room one time. And, <laughs> that can happen. I, yeah. I don't even know what that was about. Um, but of course, Steve, you graciously gave me a, a tutorial one afternoon on, on how to do all this stuff. So I was much less frustrated. Um, I think the whole, I think what we're doing now is just the best. The, the D and D beyond just seems to work really well. And like I said, I feel comfortable to mess around with D and D beyond and the settings and, you know, rolling the virtual dice or rolling for, you know, and all these things that need to be done. I do little chats in the, you know little secret chats with, you know, you guys or whatever. I don't know. It's just easier for me to use, but we've spent the most time in this one. So, um, yeah. so I don't know how I would feel if we uh, hung out on, on discord much more. It sounds like you guys um, seem to really like it, but um, I could go either way. Um, I, I well, I mean, the discord is just the chat. We're still yeah. always going to use D&D Beyond just because... I, I love the D&D Beyond. It's so damn easy and we're so, yeah, we're so lazy. Yeah, exactly. It's just super easy. <laughs> and for someone like me who just needs to be able to click stuff and not worry about yeah. something big and bad happening, um, it's just it's really easy. How do you feel about like the virtual tabletops? Did you have a preference on the three options that we have today, that we presented today? or? Well, um I agree with my, my main preference is uh, what I found out whenever I wasn't able to move my character, it turned out to not be my fault. So, so that was okay. You know, <laughs> it's usually my fault. It's, that's the thing. It's on the DM to unfreeze <laughs> your character or whatever. Um, 
that dynamic lighting shit was just really difficult for me at first. I'm like, where did everyone go? Where's the rest of my party? They're knocking on this back door. I can't even see it. Like what's going on, you know? Um, so I like the, the dynamic lighting in this one better because you can easily, the, right. you can tell the DM and they can turn it off. What, what's or, interesting about the dynamic lighting is you notice is that you don't get that when you're at around the table, that it's just, you see no. it. No, no, <laughs> well, and it's get back there. We should try and make that happen. That that's be- right. Right. Yeah. Send lights off and I'll use a flashlight for each person <laughs> to show what you can on the table. I like and- it. I think it's a neat effect and I didn't know what was going on at first. And I was like, Oh, this is what, it's more realistic. They, oh, you know, my character can't see but, shit, so I can't yeah. see shit. That's right. But it, it can. But be I fun. hear people are in trouble. <laughs> I, I know exactly. Everyone's commenting on this dead person nailed to the door. I'm like, I don't see it because I'm over here in, at the bar. Yeah. I'm usually at the bar. That's where my characters usually find themselves. <laughs> but uh, I like what we're doing now. And if I ever DM with this, you know, online, this will probably be what I use. All right. Well, I think that's, uh, I think that wraps up. We've had, uh, did over 30 minutes. So, uh, and we only went through a very few of them. We only went through very few uh, kind of conferencing options of zoom and discord and Google meets. And you, of course people can go on teams. I've done teams and there's more. There's all there's more, and then oh. virtual tabletop. I mean, there's a lot more, but we've only played a little bit in, uh, you know, Foundry and, and Roll Twenty and PowerPoint. <laughs> so yeah. the the cheap person's way of virtual tabletop. So, um, and you don't need any of that. You can actually just do you do a Zoom meeting, and you could do theater. Yeah, of the mind. you don't have to have all that stuff. Google Meets or whatever, and just yeah. um, theater of the mind. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think Steve's last actual drawing was when Paul's character died, right? Oh, we have to always talk last... about Paul's I think <laughs> I think the big red splotch I drew on the battle map is still there. Oh, my God. It, it wouldn't be a podcast without talking about the death. I think I'd like to a poster of that. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. I like them both. I always like the theater of the mind stuff. And immediately when the technology kind of stops working and you're kind of like, oh, shit. And then it's like, oh, but... Right, and you can always fall that back on it. I've had plenty of times where something I was like, "Oh, I'm going to make this," and they're going to think that's really cool, and then for some reason, it's starting to not work the way I wanted it to. And I just yeah. go, "Okay, you know what? Let me tell you what's going on." You can, I mean, that's the I, the technology is a neat kind of enabling thing for certain types of effects. Yeah, but in the end, it is still even the best of that is the lowest of priority. The priority is really to engage with the players, talk about cool stuff, and get you know get them involved. And, yeah. and having cool graphics for that is neat, but nowhere ne- you know it's it's better to just say screw that and start asking questions and what where are you standing that type of thing than to have you know them waiting for your slideshow that you're going to take yes. ten minutes to debug at the last second. That's right. And there's Paul dying. Anyway. Yeah. That's <laughs> oh, yeah. basically the pictorial. That's exactly story what happened. Paul dying. Oh, geez. I'm sorry, Paul. Is this, is this PTSD for you? To, yeah. I, 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 love, I love Bruno. Yeah. So did we all. Um, well, hey, thanks oh, wait. a lot. No, I didn't. <laughs> oh, thanks a lot, Steve, for being on the sure. show. We love when you Yes. Lot. Thank you for everything. Um, yes. Um, now, we're playing in a current campaign right now with, I think it's an extension of the Essentials Kit, and hopefully we'll be putting that up, our, our review. 
of it. Yeah. Looking forward to that. Having a lot of fun. Thank you, Paul, for, for putting that on. No problem. And, uh, I, I, thank I, I you, Paul. Big, 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 big thanks to Steve for helping me learn how to do this stuff. <laughs> yes. You're welcome. <laughs> All right. Well, with that, I get to play D&D out of it, so yeah. there you go. Yes. Well, with that, thank you, everyone, for watching another uh, segment of Behind the DM Screen. That was super cool. That was super enlightening. You guys like just love Steve. I really love Steve. He's he, helped me through so much. Oh yeah. D and D crazy computery mm-hmm. online stuff. Honestly. Well, and uh, oh, I really. Who is your favorite DM? Me, Steve, or Steve? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to say Steve M. But you two still have continuing adventures, and Paul, yours is current, and I don't want to be killed. Yeah, so. you, you don't want to lose all your feathers again. You know, he's just—he's my- just really good at it, though. He's just really, he's really good at a, it. Yeah. like a grasp, he's, whether it's old-fashioned drawing the map in this or or the computer thing. He's all over it in and every and way. Making and, stuff up. He's really and he's super calm up. and helpful, and he doesn't yeah. make you feel stupid. And it's just—he's just great. You yeah. know, my gushing, my, favorite, my gushing enough. You okay. know who my favorite DM is. Rebeculous. Can't wait. I'm going to call it right now. Rebeculous will be my favorite DM. <laughs> Here's what I predict about myself that I will have, uh, I will, I will stumble through, absolutely stumble through all the computery D and D stuff, but I will have awesome character voices. Excellent. Well, I, will, I will roll, I will play. role play like nobody's business. That's awesome. But That's I won't cool. know what the hell I'm doing. Maybe I, when we play, uh, we won't have to use computers. That would be nice. I that think. Would. I don't know. Like I said, it sounds well, like it's I a little we'll, less work. I think we'll always use D&D Beyond, though. Oh, yeah. Definitely. It's so easy. And, but we just might not use Beyond Beyond 20, the, right. um, if we ever well, use we, 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 well, Yeah, or the, the Forge. Well, eventually, D&D Beyond <clears throat> will be a virtual tabletop because they, they are moving in that direction. It's just going to take a couple of years, but. I can't Can you wait. Imagine that, that an actual like tabletop, like a large screen TV, where you just hit a, a button on your on your station, and then it rolls a die in the middle of the table. Is that what you want, Paul? That would be so cool. <laughs> you have so many dice, Paul. You have so many. I know. Dice. I have so many dice. Don't yes. you miss actually physically rolling? I do miss rolling dice. Or do you roll do in them every bit. night when you get home? You just roll no, out. Like sometimes spread out I your roll, dice and roll. In when them. I'm DMing, I roll. Um, my actual dice to decide things. Oh, neat. Oh, good to know. Well, um, and I'm looking for that. That's tomorrow. Our new, uh, our game. Yes. I know. I'll try not to, uh, I'll try not to kill the party again. Tomorrow's a good day to die. It is. It is. I would just like to offer before you go, I know you got to go. I just want to say to all the players that if you ever use the, um, the powder of sneezing and choking, read it, (laughs) read it carefully before you yes. use it yes yes that's all i want to say yes you I learned a valuable lesson i have i have just like yeah. how at our, your expense <laughs> just how just like yeah, when fine. doug launched his fireball and everybody yeah. was bursting. oh oops yeah, yeah. Yep. i believe some of my feathers yes singed. well um thank you all thank you steve moralek and thank you david with alexandria rpg for uh doing this episode for us and till next time 
embrace the nerd. You're supposed and to do your thing. Rebecca. I'm embrace. Oh, from six feet away. Yes. And I, I hope you make that applied anymore. Yes, and I hope you make that saving throw. I do too. So does Paul. Cascadia podcast. This podcast is brought to you by OrcaCon. Right now. Um, you know, I have no idea. <gasps> oh, come on, man. Do I what? say it? It's a natural bodily function. Jeez.